found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Monday. This is the 16th day of January. I guess that would be virtually the halfway point of the month. And here we are, ready for uh, another edition of Tidbits. Here we are. Federal holiday today. ML King. Yeah, that's true. Junior Day. That's a good point. No mail. Don't look for any mail, Matt. Yeah. You're looking for something important in the mail. And some banks and other locations may be closed, federal institutions and so forth. Hmm. I know that uh, you and the boy were pretty busy. Yeah, we, um, so he was, uh, for like the third year, he uh, got to be a part of the Indiana All-State Middle School Honor Choir. And that happens in Fort Wayne. And it's it's the thing that, that, so like Thursday, I got off the air and we just, we hit the road. Actually, I got off the air a little early and we hit the road, went to Fort Wayne. Um, they rehearse basically from the time they get there until he's back in the room around nine. Okay. And then we spend the night. And then it's just back at it the next day. And then they have a performance um, Friday afternoon at the embassy, the Fort Wayne Grand Embassy, something like that, okay. downtown. Beautiful, beautiful oh, theater. Oh, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it's really cool that he's, you know, he gets to be a part of that. So yeah. it's a lot. They usually bring in a guest, um, super fancy, you know, conductor person. And, um, they they teach the kids some more stuff and I don't know it's really good so that's that's where I was. <clears throat> the only thing though is I I was thinking about it my way in. Normally I have some sort of crazy tale to tell. Yeah. On my yeah. and it was I had nothing. Wow. It was super boring. Very smooth. Was, yeah, I had nothing out of the ordinary happen. I had no weird interactions with people. It was just hmm, just normal. Yeah. Sorry. Well, for me, you know, I did a ball game Saturday night. I ran the Pioneer game here. Right. Got a phone call while I was running the game from my uh, Uncle Neptune's family in Banger. He's a uh, <laughs> he's a captain of a uh, of a lobster boat. Oh yeah. He had an accident. Oh no. In the crew. Oh no. So I flew out to Banger. Oh. And um, to see your uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Neptune. Uncle Neptune. Make sure he was uh, okay. Is he okay? Yeah. That's yeah, good. He's, he, he's going to make it. Oh, I see here that a person in Maine. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so what did you do while you were out in Maine? Did you? <laughs> a person in Maine <sighs> won the estimated $1.35 billion Mega Millions prize. Sure did. How about that? Man. Those winning numbers, and they seem spread out. It seems like everybody on earth would have them. 30, 43, 45, 46, 61, and the gold Mega Ball 14. The officials haven't released a statement about the winner, or if the person has turned in the winning ticket. Hmm. They're probably going to hide a while. Yeah. The $1.35 billion prize could be paid out over 29 years. Or the cash sum would be 724.6 mil. 
It's the fourth largest jackpot in U.S. history. One ticket in Maine. That's the last place I would have ever guessed the winning ticket would be sold. In fact, we guessed like Arizona. Yeah, yeah. It's always like California, Florida. Yeah. Probably an elderly old retired lobster ass would be my guess. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably living right there, you know, right by the ocean in a lovely cabin. Mm-hmm. No, it, that much more money. Gee whiz, that's a lot. That's a lot. But you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's over. Yep. But you may want to check your tickets to see if you want a smaller, lesser prize. Again, those uh, numbers, 30, 43, 45, 46, 61, and gold Mega Ball 14. I think I saw there was a million-dollar winner in Indiana, right? Is that, I don't yeah, know. I think I did. I know it isn't me because I never bought one. Same. I always think about it. Me too. But uh, never get around to it. So this is uh, today, January the 16th. The most depressing day of the year. Are you serious? It's known as Blue Monday. Remember the song from Foreigner? Yeah. Blue Monday. Yeah. The term Blue Monday was started by a psychologist who worked out a formula to show how the third Monday in January is especially bad. It takes into account factors like the average time for New Year's resolutions to fail. The lousy weather, debt, the time since Christmas, and motivational levels. And this is the day, Blue Monday. In order to feel better, experts say you should embrace the opportunity to turn over a new leaf. Hmm. Whether it's a new gig, that's a job. Yeah. New hobby, perhaps a new book. January is the time to make those decisions. To combat feeling low in January, health experts recommend a mix of exercise, fruits and vegetables, and vitamin D to help raise your mood. <laughs> and if you're doing all those things already, you wouldn't feel all lousy. True. The science behind the January blues <sighs> is related to the related to the way the body responds to light. The main theory suggests that a lack of sunlight may stop a part of the brain called the hypopotamus. It's something close to that. Hypothalamus. Hypothalamus. From working properly, that could impact the production of the hormone melatonin, which makes you feel sleepy. And I tell you what, I felt sleepy, sleepy, sleepy all month. Yeah. The production of serotonin could also be affected, further impacting mood, appetite, and sleep. Low serotonin levels are also linked to feelings of depression. Mm. There you go. So that's why the month of January seems like it lasts forever. I bet you're right. I bet you, yeah, yeah you're exactly right. Yeah. So that's just, uh, now we know. Now we know. Because we're halfway through, but it seems like it, we should be deeper. Deeper in the month, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Well, I feel like February should be way closer than it is. Yeah. This is the, uh, what, third Monday since we've been back from the holiday. Yeah. And it seems like it's been more than that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like we ever broke for the holidays. But. For sure. So enjoy Blue Monday. 
And perhaps you could play Foreigner today for your listeners. Let them know that it is Blue Monday. Okay. It is uh, 6.30. My eyesight. I, I, I need to break down and buy some new contact lenses because uh, it's just not working. I mean, this eye right now, I've got the, the right closed and it's nothing but a blur. And I think that's supposed to be my distance vision. <laughs> see, I can see with this one. But, uh, When's the last time you changed your contacts? Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it, it's, it's, yeah. No, it's, they're due. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, take a break for news, a look at weather, and we'll be back with more tidbits. News for the Diamond Marketplace. Good morning, I'm Karen Stearns. Central Paving Inc. has received the Indiana Quality Asphalt Pavement Award 2022 for the Riverside Park Improvement Project, which consisted of the two pickleball courts, two basketball courts, the National Fitness Campaign's fitness court, pedestrian walkways, and West End parking spaces, along with making Riverside's train track intersections wheelchair accessible. Central Paving was recognized at Muncie's annual conference of the Asphalt Pavement Association of Indiana on December 15th, and by the Logansport Parks Department late last week. After comparing the park improvement at Riverside to other sports and recreational surface projects in Greentown, Indianapolis, and Valparaiso, their work was judged to be of the highest quality. The mask mandate at Logansport Memorial Hospital was updated Friday. All staff, patients, and visitors are still required to wear masks while at the hospital. Tippecanoe County Sheriff are investigating a single vehicle crash from late Friday evening, early Saturday morning, in the area of 1800 North and 900 East that killed the driver. The crash wasn't discovered until just before 10 a.m. on Saturday. An investigation found the vehicle was going south on County Road 900 East when it left the road, continued into a wooded ravine, and struck several trees before stopping. The crash is still under investigation, and the name of the driver has not been released. That's news from Iron Horse Broadcasting. I'm Karen Stearns. Looks like it'll be a rainy day. Rain will develop on this uh, federal holiday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, we'll look for a high of 44. Then a chance of rain tonight, otherwise cloudy, a low of about our high. So we won't really lose much temperature. No. We'll call it steady. Yeah, good one, Matt. Temperature Tuesday. steady. <laughs> Thank you. Tuesday. <laughs> Partly sunny and uh, the temperature about steady, yeah. about 45. Then for Tuesday night, we'll see clouds and a low of 33. A chance of rain developing for Wednesday, otherwise cloudy, with a high back to about 44. More rain Wednesday night, a low of 39. Thursday, a chance of more rain, otherwise cloudy and 47. Friday should just remain cloudy and 36. You go through that forecast and you wonder why you got the blues. For real. I mean, you just don't see much sun. December is the cloudiest month to begin with. Yeah. And so we've had just a bunch of clouds. It's been very cloudy. And miserable. A very long yeah. time. Yesterday, we hit a high of 39. 37 is the morning low in current temperature. All right. Around the Diamond Marketplace, it is 35 in Kokomo. Peru is 36. Rochester, 37. And locally, we've got cloudy skies and 36 at the airport. All right. Matthew Paul now is going to give us a rendition of Alanis Morissette. Uh, someone, because I was saying Blue Monday from Foreigner. It's actually Blue Morning. Okay. Blue Morning. Blue Morning. Blue, blue Day. Yeah. Won't you see things my way? My way. Okay. Yeah. 
But Alanis Morissette sung a song of a 98-year-old man who won a lottery and died the next day. Yeah. All right, so here we go. <laughs> I love the way Matt sings. Here we Isn't go. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? A little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. It's like rain. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. On your wedding day. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Okay, so um, now, me, I'm in good supply here. I could start uh, supplying Gen Zers hmm. with the latest vintage obsession, the flip phone. I, I've got a good supply. That's true. You do. The mid-90s era phone that has suddenly become so popular with millennials. Today, these smaller lightweight devices are showing up in TikTok videos of young folks Maybe I could sell them online. Dude. Maybe you could. Could I? Maybe. How's that? You'll have to show me how that works. I could, right. I could make a fortune. You could. You could make some good money on that. Unboxing them, bedazzling their their cases just as earlier generations did, and filming tutorials. Most importantly, they love the ability to disconnect. Now, the problem with my phones were that they just weren't up to snuff. <laughs> As far as the technology. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway, so these are from the 90s. I held mine for as long as I could. Some phones are available for as little as 20 bucks at big box retailers. So maybe I could go <clears throat> sell mine, make a couple of bucks. There you go. And uh, use that for retirement money from flip phones. <laughs> The it's, Rotafola it's, Grazer. It's, it's walking money. <laughs> I've got plenty of Rotafola ga- Grazers. Right. Beetle burgers, it says, could soon be helping feed the world. <sighs> would you eat a beetle burger? Now, you probably would if you went to a friend's house and they started. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Is that a good burger? <laughs> yeah, bring, bring your wife and kids over. We'll have dinner. Yeah, you like that? How's that taste? <laughs> Or having burgers. <laughs> Mealworms. Never said they were cow burgers. <laughs> Could act as a meal alternative to alleviate hunger worldwide. The process uses a fraction of the land and water and emits a smaller carbon footprint in comparison of traditional farming. The dried worms have more than 50% protein. They're rich in fiber and fats. They can be turned into protein powders, shakes, burgers, cereal bars, even uh, cooking oil at a fraction of the environmental cost of traditional farming. How about that? The mealworms are fed byproducts from wheat processing mixed with sugar. The beetles supposedly taste just like real meat. Okay. Sure they do. So they'll start serving those at the restaurants. They could also become alternatives to sausages or chicken nuggets. Oh, Matt, we've got a solution here. We'll be some of the first locally to raise beetles <laughs> and mealworm. A part of DNM Enterprises. That'll be a cautionary tale that, you know, someone had a fortune and they put it all in beetle farming because they knew they knew it was the next big thing. <laughs> A French biotech company, Yinsect, <laughs> is planning a global network of insect farms, including nurseries 
and slaughterhouses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bring them in. You just hear the... <laughs> Is it? It's slaughterhouse. It's like three guys with giant boots just step... <laughs> A pilot plan has already been set up. Hmm. The firm is experimenting with optimal conditions for mass production. I just, Uh, I probably wouldn't mind them. It really doesn't make me sick to think about eating it. Really? It really doesn't. Uh, I don't know, man. I I just, I think I'd, I'd be okay. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure if I didn't know what I was eating, I would probably, you know, this is, this is interesting, you know. Now, we know, us personally, when we tried the sausage alternative, the fake sausage, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we had that sampled, right. we could tell a difference. You I could mean, tell. It was, it, it was close, but not... It, it, had a, it had a different flavor, and it was yeah. way spicier than a normal... I remember that. It was just way spicier than normal yeah. sausage patty. But we could tell. Yeah. I'm guessing they make it spicier to cover the fact that it's... Not quite right, yeah. you know. And so I'm presuming beetle burgers. Now, how's the beetle related to a mealworm? So the, oh, those are two different things, aren't they? So we're, are we com- combining I, beetles I, and mealworms? Maybe, I don't know. Or beetles also known as mealworms? To me, they're a beetle. They're not a worm. Mealworms are what you feed. You use for fishing. Yeah. Isn't that what you, you feed your lizards? Don't they end up in your flour? Oh, yeah. You know, something I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not willing to Google this, by the way. So. <laughs> I just. I'd probably go for it. I, it really doesn't make me feel that sick to think about it. So I could probably survive. Did you watch any football? I did not. Nothing. Um, but I very jokingly, someone asked me who you got for the Super Bowl. And I very jokingly said Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> And then they end up winning their game. All right. Here's what we got. The Giants defeated the Vikings. They call that an upset. 31 to 24. The Vikings had a fabulous season. They did. But they started really kind of falling apart there at the tail end. That's the worst time to start falling apart. Yeah. So uh, they lose 31 to 24. And then you've got the Jaguars. Mm. They came from behind. They were down 27. Down 27, they look terrible. To beat the Chargers, 31-30. to 30. So the Jaguars, the first team in the Super Bowl era to win a playoff with a turnover differential of minus five or worse. Dang. Because they were throwing it. I mean, it was sloppy. Okay. Up next, the Jaguars take on top seed Kansas City. The Chiefs were winners. Also, defensive end Sam Hubbard's 98-yard fumble return. Lifted Cincinnati over Baltimore. Hmm. That uh, final, 24-17 in the AFC wildcard game from last night. So in case you missed that, that's how that came out. Cincinnati has a trip to Buffalo for a rematch of Week 17 that was canceled after the uh, incident that happened there. Also in the wild cards, Buffalo did hang on for a 34-31 win over the Dolphins. I mean, these games ended up being quite competitive. 
So Buffalo was a winner. I was thinking, what if the Dolphins knocked these guys off and they could have? Yeah. Then all that rigmarole they were saying about uh, the home field advantage being lost, you know, who cares? They didn't win anyway. <laughs> but uh, they did. So they'll take on Cincinnati. They defeated Baltimore. Dolphins uh, played a tough game. They were, oh, they were tough. And they were using like a, you know, third string quarterback. Yeah. Because Bridgewater was hurt too. He had a bad pinky finger. Hmm. Then we had the uh, 49ers beat the Sea Squawks. The uh, final of that was 41 to 23. And uh, again, they were using a quarterback by the name of Purdy, yeah. Brock Purdy, yeah. for uh, San Fran. First rookie quarterback to win a playoff game since Russell Wilson did so. Oh, wow. And we know what's happened to Russell since then. <laughs> that was back in 2012. Up next. <laughs> Maybe he'll play for the Colts soon. <laughs> the, uh, the division around the Niners will take on the winner of tonight's Dallas-Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So see, Tampa Bay will play Dallas tonight. Yes. And we'll see what happens there. What was the other? Uh, I guess they covered all the other scores, right? Yeah. Yeah. And according to this, the Las Vegas Raiders are looking to be very aggressive in pursuing Tom Brady. They just want him to probably put him in a in a show out there in Vegas, the world's oldest living quarterback. <laughs> what good is he going to be? He's not been very crisp this year. No. But if they want him, go ahead. And then we've got this guy Saturday with the Chargers blowing that 27-point lead against Jacksonville at one point. They had a 98.8 chance to win. One gambler <laughs> decided to put a live $1.4 million bet on the Chargers, which would win only $11,000. <laughs> and what good is that? NFL fans went on to mock the gambler after the loss, and they uh, gave him a whole bunch of rigmarole. <laughs> yeah. 11,000 is all you win. <sighs> but I guess it's better, you know, I'd take it. 11,000. <laughs> a lot you could do with $11,000. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> now, you've been the kind of guy, that I remember one time you were changing sheets on the bed. You oh were flopping the sheet in the air. Yes. It wrapped around your head and injured you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've had... So okay, so so we were making the bed and you know how you do that that move where you whoosh, yeah. you know you you do that that big fluffy, you know, move. Yeah. And I went real high. <laughs> and I went to bring it down and it, the sheet went behind my head and as I was bringing it down, it just I gave myself whiplash. <laughs> Okay. True story. Absolute true story. So this story doesn't sound that strange when you think about Matthew and some of the <laughs> fortunes he's had. This guy's 35 years old from Missouri, suffered three strokes and a ruptured neck artery. Oh, my gosh. After turning his neck too quickly during a game of pickleball. Just a quick. He said he felt and heard a strong pop in the back of his neck. When he turned to track down the ball a few minutes later, he suffered vertigo. He had to be helped to the bench by his friends. Then he started projectile vomiting and had tingling on the left side of his face, hand, and part of his leg. What the heck? Taken to the hospital, underwent a CT scan and MRI to learn he ruptured the artery 
and had had three strokes. Wow. Well, he spent a couple of days in the hospital, was able to walk out on his own, and has since made a full recovery. They're not sure just what caused that artery to puncture. He had he had to have some kind of underlying... Had to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had to. It's just one of those weird things. Just strange. Wow. And finally, this is a uh, devoted scout in Duluth, Minnesota, who slept outside for 1,000 straight nights. Wow. 1,000. He's 14 years old now. Isaac Ortman started sleeping outside during a trip with his dad and scouting troop a few years ago. He slept outside all five nights of the trip and challenged his troop to stay outside longer than him. He said then he challenged himself to sleep outside for a whole week. He's like, he's like Forrest Gump. I just kept running. I ran to the end of the, <laughs> then the, then the county, and I just kept going. He then moved it up to a month. Said it became a fun experience to sleep outside each night, and people started to rally around him. Hmm. The team plans to continue sleeping outdoors, even in the snow and cold, which have gone as low as minus 38. I was going to say, he's in Duluth, Duluth. Minnesota. It's, it's got to be cold. That's a, that's a scout there. Man. A thousand straight nights of sleeping out under the stars. No tent, no nothing. He's got to be using a tent. I don't think so. He's got to be. I don't think so. Doesn't say anything about it. He has to be using oh, a tent. Oh, I don't know, Matt. <laughs> Says sleep outside each night. See, I'm thinking he's like a cowboy. Just rolls out his bunk and lays there in the grass. <laughs> no, surely he probably does have a tent, you would think. Especially Actually, apparently he makes himself... <laughs> So, like, right now, okay. this this story that he's telling some ABC affiliate, <laughs> he basically built himself a snow cave. No kidding. Yeah. Dang, he's a smart kid. Yeah, so. A thousand nights of sleeping outdoors. That's just unbelievable. A yeah, he, I call it Quincy. Wow. A Quincy. He's making a snow cave. Now, this kid, I'd want with me if I'm going out in Mother Nature, okay? <laughs> He'd save you. Uh, we'll just build a snow cave, Dale. We'll right. be okay. We'll be all right. We'll get it. So I wonder what else he's done. You know, has he used a tent? Does it say he has? Or I, um, I presume he has. This says he knows not to put food and candy out in his tent and stuff like that. Okay, so he does. So he's a pretty smart kid. Thousand nights. That's a long time. Imagine sleeping on the hard ground for a thousand nights, man. My body's just thinking about it. And I have two overcoats and a sleeping bag <laughs> that I put on top of me. Then I have two underquilts underneath me and a rain protector and stuff. Wow. He's pretty well set. Yeah. That's a long time to sleep out. That's what? Over two years. Yeah. That he's been sleeping outdoors. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Some tidbits. It's just about 650. So uh, Monday, and as we go through this week, it'll seem like it's a month in and of itself <laughs> Yeah. as we try to get through the month of January. It's actually, he's pushing three years. No kidding. Yeah, because 1,095 is three wow. years. So. That's, a, that's just amazing mm-hmm. that he's that devoted to doing that. Would you? No. 
After a week, wouldn't no, you be kind of like, sick this, of it? This... <laughs> Dude, I was just in a hotel room, and I'm like, this kind of sucks. I want to go home. I want to be in my own bed. You didn't bring back bed bugs, did you? I don't think so. Because you know, Indianapolis is ranked seventh. I was not in Indy, so. I know. But Fort Wayne can't be far behind. Did you bring home some critters to the missus? Hopefully. Hopefully I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day. I gotta go. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits. Tidbits.